Hey, welcome back to the Airbrand Podcast. This is episode 23 of season two. Today, I have the pleasure and honor having um, Dr. Shemaine James with me today. She's a licensed clinical mental health um, counselor. So it gives you an honor to have you. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So like many other episodes, I like to ask the question, um, are you living your best life for you? That I'm living my best life for me. I feel like um, I'm doing what I feel is a part of my purpose. So there, I really do feel like I'm living it. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, yeah, I feel it. like I like the answer because you definitely um seem to be doing what you feel like is your calling, and not many others um go about life that way. So essentially, you are living your best life for you, and doing. What I guess what you need to help others live their best life as well. Whenever the opportunity that we can engage with other people and do things to help them to see um, the value within themselves that they may not see on their own, it's always a pleasure to be able to take part in someone else's journey with them. Yes. Yeah, it's all a part of the journey because everybody's going through a different journey in this thing we call life. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. So how important is um, mental health in the Black community? It's definitely um, extremely important in the Black community because so many times we are um, under the impression that um, mental health is only geared towards a certain race or a certain status, um, whereas Um, That makes our culture and our race suffer because of stereotypes and stigma. I believe that is important because um, as an African-American myself, I feel like um, we have suffered at the hand of believing that everything that happens in a household stays in a household or we're to try and figure out our problems on our own. Whereas there are mental health professionals that are put in place to help you to go through whatever it is that you're going through and to help you to realize that this journey is not a journey that you have to travel by yourself. Yes. Yes. I think it um, entails like a lot of us are are scared. So in, in some ways, we may feel like not a lot of people can relate to what we're going through. And then there's a lot of judgment in our community. So there's some people you can go to, go to and talk to, but as others is like, uh, I'm afraid I'm gonna get shunned or like looked at a certain way. Agree, And that's why, um, for me personally, I try and be an advocate for mental health because I realize how important it is. Um, I see it a lot in our African American males. Um, the stigma is placed on, you know, um, how you how you all express your emotions based off of the way you were taught from a little child into adulthood. So times emotions are suppressed, um, feelings are suppressed. And so it begins to mask itself into something other than the primary emotion that you're feeling. For example, sometimes when men experience hurt or sadness is sometimes as masked as it comes across as being angry. And that's not the initial intent. 
intent mm-hmm. is to show that, hey, mm-hmm. I've never been able to effectively express myself. So the way that I'm expressing myself now is via anger or aggression is the way people are seeing it. But deep down inside, it's a sense of hurt, rejection, abandonment, whatever the primary emotion may be, but it's masked as something other than what it actually is. And therefore, that's why I advocate that um, feelings is no different from a female's feelings. But because at such a young age, uh, men are taught to suck it up. Um, why are you crying? Um, cry. All of these things that have been shared with the African-American boy is now um, metastasizing for uh, the African-American male who is now afraid to seek help for emotions that he was not taught to deal with as a, as a child. Yeah, most definitely. Because yeah, this is... I, within myself, in some ways, I I was taught to express myself, and and then of course, you when you're raised by different people, so in certain things, so it's like, okay, wait, I was taught that I can't express my feelings this way. No, you should express it this way. This is the right way. This is how a man's supposed to react. This is how a man's supposed to use his feelings and show his feelings. Like so, it's different. All it, it depends on how you was raised, of course. Um, the different angles and a judgment, honestly, because people can misjudge that situation because they think they're raising you correctly. So when you grow up, it's like, okay, but that's still, I feel like that's still, that entails a more of a trauma also because when you feel like, oh, it's somebody's constantly on your back telling you to do this, but someone else was conditioning you to react this way. So when you get older you're not really well equipped because you're like oh wait you don't know which way you should go like okay how should i react to this so you're kind of lost and one of my favorite quotes that i use daily and is if we don't heal what hurt us we'll bleed on people that didn't cut us and so we're trying to heal from something that we're we're not we haven't learned how to effectively express so we're covering it up. And so someone else tend to um, um, get lashings for something that they had no part in because the individual who is hurting has not effectively learned how to process what it is that they're dealing with. Mm. Yeah, I, I mm. like that saying. Um, you might need to put that yeah. on the shirt. <laughs> but, um, yes. Yeah, like, I guess, like, like. <laughs> like that old saying hurt people hurt um hurt people hurt people because you you really have to heal yes. yourself um especially mentally because you're you're finding a deeper battle within yourself but then of course you you begin to com- be combative with others and in your mind you think like oh this is how i'm supposed to react no like you gotta relearn things and like re reteach yourself how can we nurture anyone else if we don't start with nurturing ourselves to learn to take care of us first? You know, we're always taught as um, kids, you know, don't be selfish. But um, one of the things that I always carry with me, um, I heard Yama Vanzette one time say, um, what's in the cup is for me. What overflows is for everyone else. 
And so stuck with me because if I don't keep my cup full, I cannot pour into anyone else. I cannot anybody anything else. I cannot help anyone else because I've yet and I failed to take care of me. And that's why self-care is so important. If we don't teach um, the importance of self-care. Self-care is, is so important. Be part of taking care of your mental health. You have to do self-care. Yeah, I'm glad you spoke on that because yeah, people be uh, saying, uh, what is it? Uh, health is wealth. Is mental health uh, also wealth? Definitely, most definitely, because uh, imagine me and my job. If I don't take care of my mental health and I try to help someone else, I am a damaged mm-hmm. individual going out trying to pour into someone else. Am I giving them my all because I have yet to take care of myself? In any line of work as a teacher, you go to the classroom to teach children, but you're dealing with so many different mixed emotions. I mean, um, as, a, as a, a truck driver, you're going out on the road and your mind is somewhere else. Are you focusing on what's going on in, in, ahead of you or in front of you? So you're putting not only your, um, your finances in jeopardy based off of, hey, if I'm able to productively do my job based off of me not being 100% available to do it, I'm losing money. But know that if you invest in your mental health, you have the ability to go to altitudes that is unexplainable because I'm able to give the best version of myself. Absolutely. Because um, I think you're in the, the perfect um, job field, well, career field, to um, be living your best life for you because essentially you are. So you have to be well-versed in living your best life for you so you can um, help equip others to live their best life. And I guess be like example for others so they can know what that looks like. Definitely. Most definitely. For me, um, I realize on a daily basis that when people come in to see me, they're coming in to, to see me for me to help them to achieve something that they're wanting to achieve. Um, there's sometimes a, a misnomer that, um, there's can fix every problem. We can't, but we can walk that with you in self-discovery to help you to make the right decisions or to give you the resources and the tools to help you to, when you're having negative thoughts to, uh, to do redirection of thoughts using cognitive behavior therapy or by using solution focus, um, therapy to say, Hey, um, this isn't working. So this is what I need to do. So, um, a lot of times we're that resource and that guide for the individuals that come into our offices, because we want to make sure that we are helping them to be the best version of themselves. Yeah. That's, that's, a, um, the ultimate goal. Um, because if you're not trying to be the best version of yourself, um, I guess you're essentially like an NPC. Um, you're just stuck in the program, just going the route someone else is choosing for you, not the route that's placed out for you to choose whether which way you should go and how, what steps to take to get to where you want to be in the end. Like, 
my last episode, I was talking about um, staying focused and achieving some goals that I want to actually accomplish and what I need to do to get there. So it's really self-reflecting. I think sometimes what we tend to do when we live our life based on other people's terms, we start to live Mm -hmm. our lives on autopilot. We're doing stuff just for the motions of saying I'm doing it. I'm doing things routinely, so I'm not getting any self-fulfillment or gratification, which some can send us in a spiral where our mental health is then compromised because we begin to question our purpose. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? So the value of who we are is really digging deep down within ourselves and finding out what is it that I want to do? What brings me happiness? What brings me joy? What strengthens me? What is it that I feel like I'm purpose-driven to do? What do I do to go about fulfilling that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got to you got to have the have the vision um some people come with a vision board but you can't can't create that unless you actually actualize yourself and see yourself or realize yourself as the vision so do you think like with some people that they have um dug themselves so deep in i guess the depression or self doubt that they are having trouble actualizing what the future really holds for them. Sometimes I believe that um, that if we uh, if we don't stop to do a self reflection, we can mm-hmm. um, find ourselves in a, in a spiral that we feel like we, we it's hard to come back out of. However, again, that's where those resources is needed. Like. And that's why I feel like um, it's important to sometimes go in and speak to someone other than your other than your immediate circle, because sometimes people will give you what they want you to do versus when you're getting um, information from an outside source. Um, while as a therapist, I'm vested in my client, but I'm I'm vested without biases. And so I'm helping you to try and achieve what it is that you're telling me that genuinely you want to do. What is it that makes you happy? What is the perspective that you want to take on this? And you do a full self-reflection and say, okay, this is my desire outside of what everybody else wants for me. Because sometimes the depression that others feel is because I'm trying to meet expectations that someone else has placed for me. I agree with that. You also have to be willing to listen um, and to learn because, like, if you don't really know yourself, like, how can you learn from other people's views that's, like, constructive criticism? Like, because if it's somebody um, that you're used to talking to, of course, they already know how you react, so they would know what answer you would want to hear. But that's not really helping you. So, Like you said, you need to go to a neutral party as actually helping you equip yourself and, of course, apply yourself to get to where you're going. So I guess it's like a deny and apply situation. You, For me personally, when someone walks into the office and we're talking and we've built that rapport, I always share with them that, hey, I'm a resource for you. Um, I want it for you, but I can't want it more than what you want it for yourself. 
you have to be that willing party that's vested into you more than anyone else. You enter into something, you're entering into it with the determination and the passion that this is what I want to do. And I always tell people like we're human and we're, we have the ability to change our mind. This may be what I want to do this month, but next month it may not be what I want to do. And we have the ability to change our minds, but we have to um, work hard to realize, hey, if this isn't what I want to do, I just have to stay the course until I figure out what it is that I do want to do. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I keep striving. Um, like for me, for example, um, I've been writing a book. Like I started last year. <laughs> I should I should have been further along, but um, like in my last podcast episode, I said uh, if it's something you want to do, like if you have to set alarm to remind yourself, do that. So what I've been doing, cause like what I try to do, whatever I talk on the podcast, I try to uh, live by that and keep that um resonance. Um, so I set alarm and I try to write every day, like around like four four twenty five, and. Then, just keep progressing and like, cause so I can go ahead and go about the, what I need to do to publish it and stuff instead of wasting time. Cause I can't keep saying, Oh yeah, I'm right. You, dis- you yeah. that discipline is important because mm-hmm. a lot of times um, we beat ourselves up because we don't achieve goals. Um, for me, I'm a big believer in writing things down. I write down goals, short-term goals, long-term goals, because when majority of the time, uh, people, my people, I'm not going to say most people, some people are visual. So see the achievements of what they've accomplished, like a reward for them. I can mark something off my list. I've accomplished this. So this gives them a sense of fulfillment and gratification that I'm doing something that I want to do, but it also puts you in that place of self-accountability. Accountability is an important part of your mental health. You know, you just want to put yourself in a position where, hey, if no one else is holding me accountable, I'm holding myself accountable. Most definitely. Um, you got to hold yourself to a certain standard, especially when no one's there, no one's around. Like like I said in the past episodes, you have to be your own cheerleader, but I guess you have to be your own yes. warden too because nobody else can do it when nobody's around. Like you have to, you have to keep it up. Even when you don't feel like you can, like you got to try at least keep the consistency. Establishing boundaries. People think boundaries are only set for other people. Mm-hmm. We have to set boundaries for ourselves and make sure we stay within the confines of the boundaries that we're setting because it's easy to go astray. It's easy to get distracted. It's easy to find that, that next best thing that you want to do. But if you do not focus on completing one task, yourself doing a whole bunch of jumping around. Consistency, set boundaries, get through to completion. Yeah, I, I sort of look at it like that from what you were saying. Um, of course, you got to think outside the box, but I think when you're holding yourself accountable, it's good to, to, I guess, kind of in a way, put yourself in the box to, so you know, like, okay, this is what I need to do. So it's like, okay, I complete this. I can close this box and move on to the next one or whatever. 
metaphor somebody could uh, use, but but definitely I would say like that people need to put their blinders on and go for whatever they're after and try to accomplish it to the best of their ability. Um, I know it's going it'd be hard, but like like I say, people like I know it's people rooting for me, and then some people that's rooting for you don't even know like from a distance. You're like, oh, I didn't know. So you it's can those inspire people. Yeah, you can inspire people without you even realizing it. And like, that's a great accomplishment within itself. Well, my, I was obtaining my PhD. I just obtained my PhD in um, September of 2023. And I had to set boundaries. And imagine doing this, doing a full-time job and everything else that 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 life throws at you. But I knew I had to set structure because if I didn't set structure, I would have been able to complete my PhD. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to. So, um, you know, sometimes we got to push harder than we want to push because like you said, there's people rooting you on that, that, that those silent um, cheerleaders that you don't even know you have, they're rooting for you and they want to see you win. Very true. And it was the greatest Um, fulfillment. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, what I want to ask is, um, I know foundation is the like great way to start with anything that you're trying to accomplish by relationships, whatever it might be, as long as it's positive. But I was, I want to ask, um, do you feel like some people's foundation is built off of trauma? That um, some people's foundations are built off trauma. However, I feel like um, trauma. If if you effectively process trauma, you're able to build off of it. Um, if you don't, trauma can keep you stagnated. Like um, to falling off your bike and you put a Band-Aid over the wound. Whereas uh, you know that in order for that wound to heal effectively, it needs air. So eventually you got to take that Band-Aid off. So if we don't process our traumas, our traumas will keep us stuck in the wounded mindset. If we effectively try and process, um, we begin to build off of what our traumas have, what we've experienced through those traumas. And for some individuals, uh, the trauma allows you to help yourself and it also allows you to help others that are going through similar situations. Yeah, uh, each one teach one. Definitely, uh, you can learn from somebody mistakes. Somebody can learn from your mistakes. Um, long as the people are willing to listen. Um, and I feel like, of course, with the trauma, if they have trauma as their foundation, most long as they're, uh, I guess, have perseverance, um, to get through that, because don't use it as a clutch. I mean, a crutch. And to just have you just hold you like, oh, I've been through this. So I, you, so you have this mindset that you don't deserve certain things. Um, so you accept that, and that shouldn't be the case at all. You should know, you should know what your past, you should know what your past is, but don't um let it hold you back from what your future holds. It can be a um a means of of resiliency. Um, it catapults you into the next area of life that you want to be in. Trauma can allow you to understand where you've been and the area that you want to go. 
Um, trauma can also put you in a situation where, um, yes, I may have been dealt a bad card, but I turned that around to something good. Yep. Just like the song say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, um, it was everything's working out for my good. But yes. what was you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, like, for, for me, I, I see, you know, so many times um, we hear the story about um, children who have experienced trauma in their life. One child chooses to go in a positive di- direction where the other one chooses to go in not so much of a positive direction. Um, it's about choices. And when we've been dealt the hand, I feel like um, the acceptance or willing to accept the help and say, okay, yes, I've been dealt. I've been dealt a bad hand, but I can choose to um, persevere through this and I can choose to um, to allow myself to be victorious over the situation that I've encountered through the resources and the tools that have been afforded to me. Yeah, um, the tools are there. Like and then, of course, um <laughs> Essentially, you become like Bob the Builder. Like there's other tools that you eventually learn and equip as well um, through your journey. And like, because every situation might, different situations uh, apply. You have to apply a different tool to uh, get through it and to work it out. Agree. Um, And every tool is not going to work the same for like, you could experience one trauma that is similar to a trauma that I've experienced. and the tool that you use may not be the tool that works for me, but we have to find the tool that works for us. And that's the tool that we utilize because it doesn't look the same for everybody. Most definitely. Like, cause everyone, everyone's journey is different. Um, my steps might be different from to the, uh, the next person. So we all got to walk, walk, uh, a path. Um, and then get there. Some people just like to throw the tortoise in the hair. It, it doesn't matter um how you start; it's how you finish. Exactly. I agree one hundred percent. I agree one hundred percent because so many people are focused on um how fast you finish the race instead of realizing that as long as I finish the race. Yes. Sometimes we get caught up in the speed instead of the journey. And there's lessons in the journey because you learn so much in the journey. So it's a part of your process. Absolutely. Because you, you can't um, look at somebody else's progress and like, oh, well, dang, they, they, was, they started where I started, but they're not where I'm at now or I'm not where they're at. So you can't get caught up in that neither because then you won't really accomplish anything. So you're just sitting there just worried about what somebody else is doing and not your own situation. So you're essentially blocking yourself from getting to the point you need to reach. And it's one of our greatest enemies. Like when we compare ourselves to other people, um, you don't know what that person had to go through, but you're only seeing the surface effects. So you try and compare yourself to someone else and, and you're not realizing what they had to endure. So I always share, you know, um, compare is our own worst nightmare. So let's try and stay away from comparison and just um, walk our own journey out for ourselves. Yes. Yes. We got to walk 
You gotta walk the walk and <laughs> walk and talk the talk too. Um, but my yes. my last question, <laughs> my last question, I want to ask. Um, do you want to um, do you want to move hills or do you want to move mountains? Since? Yes. Okay, so um, this is one of the quotes that I just recently learned, and and I'm and I'm gonna stand on this. Um. I'm reading Dr. Anita Phillips' book, The Garden Within, and it says, never choose an answer that limits God. Because sometimes our um, our humility occurs, the processes that we go through. So be it a hill or a valley that I have to go through, um, mm-hmm. I will learn something in that process that valley or hill experience will prepare me for the mountain. And I have the ability to, um, the ability and the endurance to climb that mountain if I have to. And everything, um, give thanks and be willing to um, go through the process. Because I've learned throughout my own personal journey that um, there's purpose and pain. There's purpose in endurance. Humility is formulated through the things that we encounter. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful answer. Um, I need to read. I need to read that book. <laughs> Let me yeah, add that to my, awesome uh, my my catalog. Um, but yeah, like I don't really know how to follow that up. But um, yeah, I. I yeah, stay vigilant and uh, humble in your journey. God, God is um God in your way, whatever path, whatever hill or mountain that come you come across, like you'll get through it. Um, especially whatever you're going through now, like I would say, definitely uh praise God through the good and the bad, because like it might be raining now, but one day the sun will shine for you. And you got to give God the glory and honor for that. I'm learning. I'm learning that even in our moments where we feel like there is possibly a disconnection, um, if we look within ourselves and are willing to nurture what it is that we're experiencing, our emotions, our feelings, um, helps us to be the very best version of ourselves. I'll go to that because in different aspects of our lives, there's going to be a time where we come to a road that we have to make a decision. And so in, in making that decision, I always want to make sure that I'm okay with allowing uh, my emotions to to be at the forefront. because. Um, uh, uh, as a minister, a licensed clinical mental health counselor, sometimes I feel like um, the world can view it where there is a separation, but there's not. There's not. Um, you know, every emotion, every experience that we encounter, so did Jesus. You know, let's walk this thing out that we are able to um, effectively embrace and 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 um, minimize the stigmas that have been associated with 
expressing how you're feeling and actually embrace out your feelings. Feelings, um, um, Dr. Phillips said in her book, she said, disconnecting from your feelings is not an act of faith. It's an act of avoidance, not avoid what we're feeling and let's work through it. Yes, I, I like that as well. Would you, what, uh, you kind of already did, I was about to say, uh, um, what advice can you give someone right now? What can you leave someone right now? What I would give um, to someone is um, to be true to yourself and um, to always uh, believe in yourself and don't suppress your feelings, express your feelings. Don't be afraid to say how you're feeling and don't be afraid to seek the help that you need. Because um, the best version of you is sure that you're taking care of you first. Let that self-care be the most radiant thing that you do. Because in order for me to help someone else, I have to first help myself. Yeah. 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 You're natural yeah. at this. Yeah. But um, this has been the Airbrand Podcast. It's a good episode. And thank you for having me.